0: shall return
1: the pit. You've crowned us with love and compassion.
2: into this place there is just a wonderful opportunity as we all are anointed to worship and worship the Lord to come into his presence but I also know that for many of us sometimes we've had a tough week we've been battling with a lot of things we're a little bit tired there's stuff going on in our world and sometimes what happens is we can come under things spiritually that we're not quite aware of And um, I asked Eliza before she was feeling some things that I'd ask her to share so that we can just minister in this moment. I want to say to you this, that worship is your breakthrough. As you worship God, as you turn and worship God and you're anointed to do that, then everything that's not of God has got a choice. It'll either submit or go. Are you there? Because the anointing is powerful. I want to preach on that this morning. The anointing, the presence of God both within you and upon you is powerful for this very reason. Eliza, why don't you come?
3: As we were just worshipping, I felt the Lord show me a couple of things. Um, At first, he showed me a memory of when I was in a meeting and um, I spoke to a spirit of rejection and I told it it had to leave me, that it had no power over me. And to my surprise I'd never seen anything like this in my life this thing came off me and it looked at me and it was the ugliest thing I've ever seen and it was actually a spirit of rejection and the Holy Spirit just gave me the unction to do it to show me that I can be free by the power of my words because of Christ in me and then he showed me um that the the scripture um, that there's thoughts that are exalting themselves over the knowledge of God. And that thought uh, that I had depression and those feelings that I had depression were actually exalting themselves over the reality of who Christ is in me. And I felt like in this time, as well as we were worshipping, that there's thoughts that may be coming to people um, that that you're actually being rejected and that it's actually those thoughts that may be pulling you away from people and away from people that you love. But I felt like God really wanted to minister into this, that there is a spirit of rejection and there is an enemy that comes against us that tries to separate us from people that love us because of wounds that we have and that God doesn't want this to happen, that he wants unity, that he's a spirit of love and that we can be free of these thoughts. So...
2: That's a great word. So what we're going to do, we're just going to go back into worship because I, I want you to see the power of the Holy Spirit to, to deliver you, to heal you, to make you whole. The power of the Holy Spirit. When we minister, if a person ministers, they're simply ministering from an anointing that's on them, through them. And so we all have access to, to the true anointing of God, which is the glory of God in the Holy Spirit. And so as we go back into prayer, what I want you to do is activate your anointing. How do you do that? By faith. It's not complicated. You just activate it by faith. And then what you say is every thought you take captive to Jesus Christ and you tell everything that's not of God to get out and go, that you're having nothing more to do with it, And as you do that, because you've been ministering to the Lord this morning, through your worship and praise, the Holy Spirit will start to minister to you. You all have access to this reality. We are moving in the church, as I said, Monday night, from a show and tell to a participation where everyone is being activated. So let's just go back in and and, and just remember the sound of your praise is powerful to the spirit realm. And to your body. Yes. Okay? Thanks, sir.
0: And with everything, come on, find your voice. With you boys. everything, we will shout for your glory.
4: Last week, I was talking to a couple in the church, and the husband was just looking at his wife with such love, such adoration in his eyes that it it was beautiful. And I was talking to the Lord about it, and he said, I said, Lord, he absolutely adores her. And he said, that was because he was looking at her with my eyes. That's how I feel about each and every one of my children. I love you. I absolutely adore you. People think that when I went into hell after the cross that I bashed Satan up and the devils, but I didn't, I sat there. And I told him of the Father's love. I told him of the love that we had. I would planned this from the beginning, that we wanted that relationship back that we had with Adam and Eve in the garden. We wanted to be one once more with our children. And it's like he showed me, like, when you meet the love of your life and you come together, as, you want to come together as one. And the Father said, he, that's how it is. I want to be in you. I'm around you. I'm under you. I'm over you. And when you upset me as Lord and Savior, when my spirit comes in and you're bathed in my Holy Spirit, that is why I can never leave you or forsake you. Because I love you so very, very, very much. And I adore you. I know every hair on your head. I know every moment of your life. It was planned beforehand. And he said, look upon the face of Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim when you look at my glory and grace.
2: Father, we just we just thank you for what you're saying to us through the work of the Holy Spirit, that you're reminding us again of the depth, the width, the length of your love for us and that assurance that we have in you. Lord, because of that love, we simply worship you. And as we worship you, even now, Lord, we seal that love in our heart and we perfect it towards one another. Even as we worship you with reverent awe and the majesty, we do so from a heart of love in spirit and in truth. Father, we just thank you for the healing, the emotional healing, the healing of rejection, the healing of abandonment, the healing of every father wound that you are touching this morning, every affliction, that has been opposed upon us, your blood, your sacrifice, your love is more than enough. And I thank you for that healing right now in Jesus' name. To everyone at home, I just release that healing anointing in Jesus' name. Everyone in the room, we just release together that healing anointing, even as we lift up his name right now. Thank you, Lord. Just thank you for the wonderful privilege that we have in this great nation of Australia in this state of South Australia to be able to worship you and Father we just pray for all those nations in the world where restrictions don't even allow people to sing in church anymore where they're not allowed to gather and Father we just pray for every one of them Father That your anointing and your presence would be upon them, that would be stirring in them, that would be keeping them and empowering them. And Father, we pray together that you will raise up intercessors and prayer warriors in this hour that will break the hold of the spiritual agenda over cities and nations, and that the gospel, Father, will not be contained nor will the spirit be quenched in this hour. That, Father, we pray for an increase of the presence of God in every place of restriction, in every place of limitation, that you would not be limited, but you would be empowered, that the anointing on your people would be increasing, that even as the apostles prayed, when they were persecuted by the religious order, that you would shake houses, that you would give an anointing of boldness and courage to every single believer in this hour to walk in the love and truth of Jesus Christ, that he may be revealed in every situation. And they all said, amen. Please take your seats. Let's give someone in the worship team a hand. Thank you so much. Wow, it's... um, so wonderful to be with you, and uh, if you're streaming from home, it's great to be with you again, and welcome. If you are watching on YouTube, welcome, and we thank you that uh, you have tuned in. I've got a little bit of family business to do this morning uh, by way of some announcements, and then I'm going to uh, jump into to the Word, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there, what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Okay, so... We are continuing on on Monday nights with those who have registered for the Elijah Invitation Intensive, and we are very, very excited about uh, what the Holy Spirit is doing through those times and the activation that is taking place. So just a reminder that that commences at 7 p.m. sharp uh, here if you are attending or on your live stream. And if you're attending, can you please be early and fill the front seats first? That makes it really easy for everyone who comes in a little bit late because they're stuck at work or something else. But if we can all be here early, that's wonderful. Then we can jump straight in at 7 o'clock. Okay, prayer hubs. We have uh, continuing people going to prayer hubs. We've developed prayer hubs as we've been announcing over a, a number of weeks Uh, Really, COVID-19 forced us in this direction, but gee, what a good direction to be forced into. And there's lots of homes that are opening up for us to gather, to pray together. The gifts of the Spirit are being released. There's organic, genuine friendships being built. And we are just hearing so many reports from so many of the hubs uh, of what God is doing. And they're scattered literally all around Adelaide and South uh, over in Burton, north up towards Gawler, Highbury, uh, and Hope Valley. So there's lots of places that you can go. If you contact Donna on Tuesday, she can tell you where the hubs are. And can I just say this? I really encourage you to find a hub where you can get sown into and pray together. And and the Holy Spirit is moving in these small groups and activating people and equipping people. Uh, It's not like the old home group. We're in a different season. It looks different. It feels different. The testimonies, there's healing, there's deliverance. People that didn't know they could be worshipers are becoming worshipers. Those people that are not a part of the worship team are getting their guitars out and their keyboards out. And everyone's growing in confidence and it's a lot of fun there's a thought having fun again so it, I just really encourage you please prayer hubs um, take a look get involved and that would be really really good I don't think there's any other announcements other than that other than, and if you want to register each week you can permanently register so if you let Donna know that you permanently want to come each week we, we have overflow facilities so we want to see every seat filled overflow field we i think there's a benefit of us worshiping together uh who who believes that who who just says well streaming's great but there's nothing like being together and interacting together so we would really love to see everybody i know you've been comfortable at home with your doona and your pajamas on at 11 o'clock and whatever else you're doing at home but there is something about being together and we really encourage you to come along Okay, let's take up our generous giving. Uh, if you're at home, you can do that. If you've sewn online, we're just going to pray together shortly. But we really do believe that uh, God is a provider in all of our circumstances. So giving is simply our response to the promises of God that are already established in Jesus Christ. If we can have a little bit of giving music. Thank you, Andy. Let's give Andy a hand. There's a wonderful team of, of accomplished, skillful people up on that back table that nobody at home sees, making it all happen for all of you at home. So let's give them uh, a big thank you and a hand as well. The invisible things make the visible possible.
0: Say day to somebody next to you if you haven't already.
2: just remember COVID distancing and their and
0: split
2: the respect their Let feelings.
0: Their hands and cry. It's not
2: Okay, those who rushed out need to rush back, and Andrew is going to lead us in a testimony and uh, something to share, and he's going to pray for our... Who wants their increases? Do you at home want your increase as well? Yeah.
5: Thanks, Paul. Um, Yeah, I really feel like that that we're on the verge of financial breakthrough and unusual blessing in this house. Um, You know, I was really feeling that through worship, and... um, I think there's going to be a number of testimonies. Um, I guess where it starts, or I guess what I felt, is that it starts in the Lord's, the fact that he's given us the ability to create wealth. So I'm going to kick off with a testimony relating to that from my own life. So I've got this, um, you know, I've been really pressing into this in the last few months in particular because, you know, Hannah and I are going to be stepping out pursuing some pretty big things, and there's going to need to be provision to do that. And um, I just had this idea. It was absolutely a god idea. Just drop a few weeks ago. And, you know, when we get ideas, we often go, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And then, you know, we get back into our kind of mundane nine to five, whatever, and then that gets parked up or we never get to it. But I just really felt the momentum on it, and I just jumped on it straight away. I'm like, yep, like, let's do this. So acted on the idea, put something together, um, I knew who the target clients were, gave it to them straight away. People start signing up. So it was a, it was a program that I'd come up with. Uh, well, I hadn't come up with. Um, it was a program that had been literally dropped into my head. And then, um, you know, not only were people signing up, I had uh, two clients want to pay. So it was an annual program paid monthly and they wanted to pay for the whole year up front. So it was like straight away like just this real influx and, um, and opportunity that started just from... From acting on that idea and the fact that the Lord has given us the ability to create wealth, so I really feel like there 's going to be more of that um, in this house, so um, yeah, I might just um, I guess based on that, I'll just pray for you guys, Lord well, I just thank you um, that you this is a generous house, and that you know every seed that has been sown, you, and we just thank you for for pouring out your your blessing upon everyone that is sowing into your kingdom and and that as we do this, Lord, we disconnect from the world system, a debt-based system, a slave-based system, a curse-based system. We, and then we plug into the kingdom system where there's no limit and no lack. You, and, that, and we just release ideas right now into people in this room. And, that, um, and we just break mindsets of disqualification. Like, you know, people who may be saying right now, well, that's all well and good for you. But, you know, my circumstances, I could, I could never do that. No, it's you, Lord, that gives the idea. So we just release ideas over students, pensioners, who cares whether you're in business or not. So, so Lord, we just declare testimonies now. There will be testimonies over the next week, the next coming weeks. And we thank you for the release that you're pouring out upon this house. In the name of Jesus, amen.
2: Thank you, Andrew. Let's give Andrew a hand. And, um, you know testimonies of jesus are the spirit of prophecy and so when we hear a testimony of anything that god is doing we can access that for ourselves simply by exalting god not the man but exalting god and thanking god for what he has done for someone else and then when you honor what god is doing with someone else you are able by faith to say lord what you've done for them do for me Right now, we know in I know of various testimonies where supernatural wealth is being released and massive debts have been paid off. Massive debts are being paid off, and and I think this is significant because where everything is going to trend in the future. I don't want to prophesy about that today, but we are in a season where God is really getting our attention to do things His way in everything, to do things His way. And if we do things his way, we have an anointing and a provision for everything. We will suffer no lack. We will have an anointing for everything. And those that of you that are in business, there's an anointing on your business. Those who are mums and dads, there's an anointing for you to be a mum and a dad. For those who clean toilets, there's an anointing on you to clean toilets. You're not hearing me, are you? You see, one of the things I want to talk about this morning is how anointed you really are. And I want to talk about the anointing of God and the spiritual gifts and his ministries that have always been available. But somehow along the way, we lost sight of them or we felt that we weren't qualified for them. Or we got a whole lot of ideas in our head that kept us out of what God is now reminding us of again in this season so that we can be activated and I'm going to teach you this morning through the word of God how activation comes by faith and and I'll say that again your activation of the anointing and the spiritual gifts that God wants to prepare on you comes simply by believing it and responding to what the Holy Spirit is energizing you in and showing you. And one of the things I want to take you through this morning is how, in particular, when Jesus ministered, he ministered from the overflow of his relationship with the Father. He carried the anointing. Oh, I'll tell you what. I don't even know I'm going to get through this message because the presence of God has just climbed about 50%. Jesus always ministered out of the depth of his intimate relationship with his Father. That's why we had to get healed this morning to hear this word. That's why we had to get healed in our heart to hear this word. Because the issues of the heart have been robbing us of the anointing that we've been carrying all the while. And I know for myself that that is too easy for it to creep up. And, And I've spent the last two days repenting that I might have grieved the Holy Spirit or quenched his fire, not for my sake, but for our sake. Because as I went through this message over the last three weeks, God has been stirring us to say that I need to remind you that every believer when you're born again is anointed with an anointing, a divine energy, not only upon you, but in you. The grace of God in salvation, in your justification, your reconciliation to the heart of the Father in Jesus Christ is established by grace. It's something that God does, something that God has completed alone. You can't add to it. He has completely done it. But then also, when you're born again, he gives you a new nature. Your old nature, that old fallen nature is gone. It's no longer who you are. The old thinking is still there, but it's no longer your reality. Because there is a new reality in you, and it's this life and the seed of the word of God which is Jesus Christ and that divine nature in you is added to by an anointing of the Holy Spirit in you there is an anointing in you that is for you that is the power and the energizing of the Holy Spirit to bring you into the full stature of Christ that is, that is the reality of all scripture. We are being transformed into his likeness, not to who we were, but to who he is expressing himself through you and I with all of our personality. We don't lose our personality when we come to Jesus. We gain his character and his life to be who we are truly meant to be in the world. And with that reality of the anointing within us, God puts an anointing upon us. And that anointing that is upon us is for everyone else. So the anointing within me keeps me, preserves me, carries me, all the while with the heart of the Father in the heart of love to serve others with the anointing upon me. Every single one of you has access to this reality, and you've always had access to this reality. It is not by what you've done, it's not about your cleverness, it's not about your performance because you cannot perform for the anointing because it's a gift. Are you there? The anointing is God's grace, it's His goodness. you see right now you're anointed you're not doing anything but listening but even your listening is anointed by the Holy Spirit because there should be hopefully prayerfully an anointing on the words that I carry because I am feeling the overwhelming presence of God and I am trying to speak out of the flow of the Holy Spirit I have left my notes for dead and I prepared a long, long time. And it's almost as if every time I get intellectually clever, God says, knock it off. (laughs) Become like a child and learn to yield and surrender yourself fully to the Holy Spirit. And he in you will show you the words of life. He will show you the truth. It's full dimensions. He will show you the mysteries of the kingdom realm and make them known to you. And if he makes them known to me, he makes them known to everyone. If you want to inquire, if you desire it. You see, even the desire that I have for the word of God was put in me by the fire of God. Because I've called to something. And how do you know that you're called to something? How do you know that you have a ministry in something? And I'll go to Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12 shortly. But it's very clear because he energizes something in you. He puts an appetite in you for certain things that are irresistible. I mean, you can fight them if you want. Your flesh will say, no, this looks scary. This looks like I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. And at the same time, the anointing is saying in you, no, you've got to go for it. You've got to go for it. You've got to go for it. Flesh, shut up. And you've got to make a choice whether you're going to continue to listen to the flesh, which is out of a fallen world that carries the anti-Christ spirit. The flesh is the receiver for the spirit of this world, which carries an anti-Christ spirit, an anti-anointing spirit. An anti-anointing of God spirit. And every time we get to intellectualize or flow by religious format, empty of the power of God, Having the appearance of righteousness but lacking its power, doing traditional things simply out of rote and the flesh, we are a target for the Antichrist spirit to move against the anointing. To move against the anointing. The Holy Spirit is more powerful and more able than anything we can do in ourselves. Is way more powerful. In fact, Jesus gave us two keys how we can live just like him because of the indwelling Holy Spirit and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was teaching his disciples before he went to the cross in John 14, first of all, in John 13, he showed them that all governmental authority is going to be carried as a servant. And this is really important. Your servanthood is based on your love for God and your love for one another. And that is why Paul interrupts his letter to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 13 and says, here is the highest way, because they were concentrating more on the gifts than the heart that carried the gifts they thought that the gifts were it they were pagans and they were abusing the gift of tongues they were abusing it because they could talk in the language of angels in their reasoning they thought they'd already become divine angels i can assure you i talk in tongues but i'm no divine angel i have a reality check about that i'm still very much in an earthly body in a fallen world But that gift has to be properly understood. And so Paul needs to talk about it. Jesus shows us that everything he did in John 14 came out of intimacy and union with the Father. I'm not going to have time this morning to unpack John 14, but you can go there and have a look yourself. And in John 14, Jesus speaks to Philip. And... He says, Philip, I've been with you all this time, but you still don't know who I am? Imagine that, that Jesus had been with you around your life. You've been having meals with him every day. He had been teaching you. He was your Rabboni. You were his talmudim. You had watched the miracles. You had heard his teaching. You had seen the responses. You'd seen the kingdom breaking in. You'd been around the atmosphere of heaven on earth, and yet you still didn't know him. That is true of the church today. That concerned Jesus. And the second reason why that is of concern is because Jesus was the anointed of God. He was the Christ. That's what that means. That's not his last name in the phone directory. Look up Christ, Jesus, last name Christ. It's not what that means. It means the anointed of God. And it's really important that we understand that because he said on this revelation, he would build the church. The revelation that he was the anointed of God. And what that meant is that everyone that would come to him and find life in him would also be the anointed of God. And that anointing would flow from the depth of a father-son relationship, just like Jesus ministered. And he said in John 14 to Philip, he said, Philip, didn't you know the father and I are one? Elsewhere in Matthew, he said, I'm willing to go over this line by line with anyone who's willing to listen. And he's giving us the key. Everything comes out of father-son intimacies. And the way the strategy of the spirit of religion and the Antichrist spirit is to break you off in that union and connection to get you doing things in your own performance. I'm not talking to anyone this morning. That's what happens. And when we understand things intellectually and we do things by our own performance, there is a risk that we limit the ability of the Holy Spirit to move both within us, through us, and around us. In us, through us, and around us. You see, you have the anointing upon you and in you. And when you activate that anointing through unity of the Spirit, John 17 You create an atmosphere that is irresistible to the manifest presence of God and the angelic realm. Literally what happens is when you, by faith, activate your anointing in a unity of people together, all of heaven looks in, and because the anointing is part of the glory of God on you, it attracts the fullness of the glory to you. Oh my goodness. Are you hearing me? So that what should happen in these meetings when we gather together is as everyone participates in their anointing, when everyone activates their anointing for the sake, first of all in praise, but then towards one another in spiritual gifts, what starts to happen is that the glory of God starts to manifest and then you move beyond an anointing upon you to the anointing in the atmosphere. And when there's an anointing of that glory in the atmosphere, what happens is miracles break forward. Because that atmosphere creates the presence of God, the manifest glory of God, and the faith of God for the kingdom to break in. How are you going this morning? You see, where we grieve the Holy Spirit, we grieve Him, Paul says. In a number of different ways. And if we don't want him to be free to be himself, then we're going to limit him. We're going to grieve him. And Paul uses the language of emotion to try and convey to us that the Holy Spirit wants to move. He wants to move. He wants to move. And we can grieve him in the way we talk about each other. We can grieve him by resisting him, not following his leading and not walking with him. And then Paul says to the Thessalonians that we can quench the fire of the Holy Spirit. We can act in such a way to ignore him as if he doesn't exist to dishonor him and dishonor what he's doing to the point where we reject it and then eventually what happens is the light the candle of the holy spirit (sighs) he says i'm not welcome there in the book of revelation there was a warning to the church and said if you do not repent if you do not come back to my ways and my order i'm going to remove the lampstand who's the lampstand it is the manifest presence of God in our midst in us and then what happens is we do something in the name of Jesus but people will never experience the reality of Jesus you see Jesus Christ is our Lord in heaven he is the risen king And he is over all things in heaven and on earth. And he is the head of the church, not the elders. Not the elders. He is the head of the church in resurrection, power, and glory. Then he is Lord in the church through the Holy Spirit. When I grieve and quench the Holy Spirit, I say to God, you're not enough. I say, you're no longer Lord. You no longer have authority in me or in what we're doing. It is so easy to get caught up in that limitation and allow the Antichrist spirit to flow through you through frustration, through tiredness, through all sorts of reasons that go on. And I've had to teach myself again, remind myself again what the Lord taught me all those years ago in 2007 when he had to unravel me from the spirit of religion and the spirit of pride even when i thought i was going after him with all i knew and he showed me the hidden things that were in my heart that were stopping the increase i was desiring and he wanted to bring me into And when we dealt with that on two nights, that -week, that week unraveled in a spectacular way that I don't know that can ever be repeated. But all of a sudden, something was unlocked. And I'm saying that to say this God wants to unlock you, He wants to unlock your mind, He wants to unlock. All of your emotions, all of your thinking, all of your thoughts, all of who you have been to the reality of who he is. Are you there this morning? And this is really, really important because we see that Jesus did nothing except by the anointing. Nothing. The anointing is not just for our meetings. It's very much a part of our meetings, as I'll explain to you. But it's beyond the meetings. Because you're the anointed of God, you carry that anointing with God's heart into every life situation, into your marriage, to your children, to your workplace. You're anointed in your workplace. You might not feel like it because what you do psychologically when you get to your workplace is you think you're out of the anointing hello don't you because you get caught up in the atmosphere of your workplace under the pressures of your workplace under the demands of your workplace and because it's a different atmosphere it's a fallen world environment and you can't understand why you feel a bit different a bit funky around some people because they don't know jesus that's called fallenness and lostness But what happens is God has put you there as the anointed of God to use that anointing and the gifts of the Spirit led by His heart towards people so that when He pulls on your heart to the person in front of you, there's an anointing that's available ready to be released. But if we don't have a heart for people, we won't see where the anointing needs to land. So have you ever been in a situation where all of a sudden, God, you get drawn to a person? Anyone? You get drawn to that person. It might have been a person you've been around in your workplace, your social life for a long, long time. But all of a sudden, there's like an unction of the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, you see them differently. You start to see them from God's point of view, not from your point of view. And you start to see that bold exterior that arrogance and that toxic language that flows from their mouth is actually revealing their hurt and their bondage that God wants to liberate them from. But you can't do it in a conversation that's out of the flesh. What God does is he creates an anointing upon you for that connection to that reality so that you through the anointing can bring the gifts of the spirit that are needed into that situation to set that person free it could be a word of knowledge it could be a prophecy it could be healing it could be anything it could be hospitality are you there? it can your hospitality is a ministry of the spirit of God you might have a mercy heart, and you might feel that your job is to, to really get with the down and out, but, but somebody else in the church doesn't feel that way. Why? Because you've been anointed. You have a Romans 12 ministry and an anointing towards that group of people. Not everyone's going to have the same ministry, and it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It means it's part of the whole breadth and the depth of what God wants to do in any situation within a church and from a church. But if I say to you, well, all of you need to become teachers, you're going to run out the door because you go, I'm not anointed for that, or I'm not inclined to that. There's the, you know, that's probably one of the greatest fears of public speaking. But when you're anointed for whatever it is, there is an ease, there is, a, there is an easy yoke. There is, there is an energizing you towards that. That's how you know the Holy Spirit has anointed you for that. And if you're in a situation where you're boxing and you're struggling all the time, trying to do something that's right for God, where there's no anointing, there will be no successful outcome. There will simply be heavy labor. Who's felt that they've been heavy laboring? Come on. So the key to this is to come back to your union with Christ Jesus And live as Jesus lived. How did he live? Completely and utterly surrendered in all of his body, all of his thinking, all of his thoughts, all of his emotions, all of his physical body. He surrendered and yielded to the love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. So that when he went to Luke 4 tells us that Jesus is time now for his ministry he becomes 30 which in jewish thought is the age of inheritance of the firstborn son of their father's estate he now becomes those who inherit the kingdom realm because everyone else could see but he entered See, you can see the kingdom and know the kingdom, but that's not enough. You're an outsider looking in. Jesus has caused us to be insiders looking out. We've entered the kingdom realm. So Jesus entered the kingdom realm, but what had to happen? There was a baptism for righteousness sake. In Luke chapter 4, something descends upon Jesus that looked something like a dove it wasn't a dove it looked like a dove and they have to use like because there was no then no language to describe the manifest glory of God that came upon Jesus and right then Isaiah 11 was fulfilled the sevenfold spirit of God the anointing of God fell upon Jesus and rested on him Now, with the anointing on him and full of the Spirit without limit, he's then led by the Holy Spirit into a time of testing. Oh, who's been led in a time of testing recently? Oh, put your hand up. Why? Because God wants to take that anointing and make you powerful through it. It's in your testing that the faith activation of the anointing takes place because that's what happened to Jesus. He's tempted three ways, spirit, soul, body, three temptings, and he overcame it not just with the Word of God but the anointing and the Word of God. It's the anointing and the Word of God working together that make us powerful. Powerful god's word in our mouth under the anointing accomplishes everything that jesus spoke and did (sighs) who's getting excited for your potential this morning the anointing you're all anointed and he comes out in the power he leaves the desert in the power of the holy spirit empowered the dynamic power of the divine god In Him, working through Him. It's a divine power which is greater than any other power in the world. It's a miracle working power. It's an energizing power that gives you joy in the most stupid, ridiculous situations that you should be bawling your eyes out in. It gives you the power to deal with adversity. It gives you power to come up against the demonic realm and the spirit of this age. Don't try and do it intellectually. Do it under the anointing. With the power of God's word in your mouth, he will give you the wisdom because that is one of the spiritual gifts he wants to give the church. And then he sits down and he reads from Isaiah 61. He reads from Isaiah 61. And I want you to see this and how important it is. Isaiah 61, if you can go there as I'm going there, in your Bibles. Does anyone bring their Bibles these days? Or your phone? Isaiah 61 and if we look at it there's a key beginning and I'm going to read from the King James Isaiah 61 the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, go back to Luke 4 the spirit of God is is upon me think Isaiah 11 sevenfold spirit of God the anointing of God the dove of God is upon him because the Lord has anointed me why don't you read that aloud to yourself because the Lord has anointed me you get to read that out loud the lord has anointed me let's say it again the lord has me. all right now with the, you really believe it the lord has anointed me he's anointed Jesus, you're in Jesus, the Holy Spirit has come upon you, now you are the anointed of God. Upon this revelation, he's going to build his church. On the reality of the revelation and the anointing, he's going to build his church. Let's say it again, I am the anointed of God. Thank you, Jesus. Why am I getting you to say it? Because we're going to break the Antichrist spirit here. I'm done with that sucker. He's been playing with me for a while. I'm done with that. I've been trapped. Don't worry about it. I've been trapped. It's so easy. It's so easy to lose your vigilance of the presence of the Holy Spirit and the anointing you carry. It's so easy. It worries me deeply that as the church, we've been more inclined to embrace an antichrist spirit than we have the anointing, the spirit of Christ that is upon us. The anointing is powerful. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that gives our words power. Paul says, I didn't come with wise and persuasive arguments. I wasn't here to intellectualize you. But I came with a demonstration of God's power. That's your faith. In other words, under the anointing I spoke, under the grace that's been given to me, I speak words of wisdom that demonstrate the power and the anointing of God to break the yoke off of you, to lift you out of, to set you free, to empower you, to lift you up, to let you become somebody in Christ Jesus so that you can reveal Jesus to the world. It's powerful why we need to treasure our relationship with the holy spirit acknowledge him in all of our ways acknowledge him and build that union that deep union and relationship with the holy spirit why because you need to know how he feels and how he speaks And you've got to get close and real and yield and allow your whole body, all of your senses, to be submitted to that anointing within you so you can carry the anointing upon you. And as you spend time developing that relationship, finding that time to to know how the Holy Spirit sounds to you. See... How the Holy Spirit speaks to me may be different to how the Holy Spirit speaks to you in your heart. But I know this, he'll always illuminate and draw reference back to the to the established Word of God. He doesn't get me off on some abandoned mystery. He's not contained within the Word of God, but he expands the Word of God. There's still a reference point. And so, so often, you know, I, I, I've had an encounter with the Lord just last night. And he said, to some men, I speak in dreams, and I can use that with you. But for you, Paul, if you practice intimacy, I want to speak to you face to face. See, that, that, that's what Paul says. When, when you worship God, because we're all anointed to worship. So we don't have to wait for a Sunday to worship God. I can worship God 24-7. It's, it's a state of consciousness and reflection. Where I go, God, you, you, I know you're here. I remind myself that I'm in Him, that I'm not far away from Him. He's in me and I'm in Him. And, and I just remind myself of that reality. And as I meditate on that reality by faith, then what starts to happen is I bring my whole being into that experience. See, faith activates the gift, faith activates the anointing. As I said on Monday nights, this is not a scholarship, it's an apprenticeship. It's by doing that we grow, not just by hearing, but by hearing and doing that we grow. We grow into that. And as you worship the Lord, I mean, how good was Dave's message last week about the line of the tribe of Judah? When, when they march out, they take land, they take geography. It's the military arm of the lion. The banner over them is the military lion Of Judah displacing the enemy, and and Dave told us, didn't he, that the enemy was fearful, fearful, fearful of that banner being raised up. You are that banner into the world gateway. You are that banner. Yes, the banner over him is over love, but there is a military banner over you as well. And that military banner is the authority and the anointing of the lion of the tribe of Judah that rests upon you to go into the places and the spirit realm sees it and it's petrified. And that's why it works so hard to get rid of the anointing in the church, to get rid of the presence of God in the church, to to read down the Holy Spirit in the church, to qualify Him, to leave Him out. We have Father, Son, and Holy Elders. No, we don't. We have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Sorry, I'm just... Getting swept up with deep emotion. Isaiah 61: anointed to preach good tidings to the poor, anointed in being sent, anointed in being sent to heal the brokenhearted, anointed to proclaim liberty to the captives, not judgment. Not how bad they're doing. But the truth of the finished work of Jesus that liberates them from the bondage and the imprisonment that they are living in and they don't even know they're not free. We are freedom fighters under the power of the anointing of God. And the opening of prison to those who are bound. You're the warden. You're the anointed warden that's got the keys to somebody else's unlocking in Jesus Christ. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then Jesus sat down. He didn't continue. And then he started his ministry of doing exactly that everything that jesus modeled and was called to is the apostolic vision for god's church that's what we're called to that's what we're anointed to for and on top of that we are given spiritual gifts and those gifts are in romans 12 and these gifts are without repentance in other words they continue to flow to us and they are the foundation of ministries and what i find interesting in paul's discussion of those gifts there i'm not going to get time to go to the corinthian gifts today you can go there and have a look for yourself but remember that when you go to corinthians paul is dealing with the worship scenario and what is going on when they meet together there's a protocol and there is an order they were out of alignment and they had some wrong thinking but he talks about how god gives everyone a gift And so when you read Romans 12, together with um, 1 Corinthians 12, you'll start to see that there is an unlimited array of gifts and ministry given to every single believer for works of service, for works of service. Now remember, everything we carry is carried with a heart of love to God and to one another. Here's the thing. When Paul starts the talking about Romans 12, he he goes through a progression. But one of the things he talks about is pride. Pride. I'm just going to say this. When we want a spiritual gift, a platform to be popular, we are not carrying the heart of God. Doesn't mean God can't use you, He can use you. He spoke through a donkey. He rode in on a horse, on a, on a colt, sorry, a, a donkey as well. And, and so God will, God will use anyone that's willing, even if you're in mixture. So the gifts are not earned. They're given. Even when you have incorrect desires. But can I tell you, if you approach the gifts on that way, you're heading for a stumble. Because when that anointing is no longer on you then pride has the ability to creep up in you because God's used you now I remember the first time the Holy Spirit moved through me in power I didn't know what to do with the experience then there's another way where you can become oh yeah God's just going to do that and not honour the gift either way is pride then the third issue of pride is saying I'm not good enough oh god can use paul and andrew and hannah and everyone else but he can't use me you don't know my life yeah he knows your life i don't know your life he knows your life and if you position yourself with the heart to humble yourself and be used watch what flows towards you Watch what flows towards you. It's not about you earning the gifts. It's about your faith receiving the gifts for the benefit of others. It is a serving mandate to build up the body, to reveal the love and the truth of Jesus in everything we do, from hospitality to cleaning, to saying hello and goodbye can you be gifted as an encourager an exhorter yes as a leader as a teacher as a prophet yes i'll go through them in a minute but watch what paul starts with before he gets to the gift so we have them on a proper predicate or foundation am i going for time i'll try and get through this and then we'll finish it god beloved friends What should be our proper response? 12 verse 1. What should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? See how Paul starts that we've been extended mercy. God's been merciful to us. He's been amazing to us. He's loved us when we were unlovable. Who's ever felt unlovable? He loves you. He's not put off what what other people are put off by. Oh, I've got a friend, I'm so relieved. Because of his mercies, because of what he's done, because of his grace, because of the finished work of Jesus, because of all that he has done, I value it, I treasure it. And then he says this, I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God. Now, this is not a casual surrender. The imagery that he uses is the sacrifice of, of the altar but you're not a dead sacrifice you're still alive in him hello so the surrendering is all your thinking all your emotions all of who you are you surrender you yield yourself as if you were a dead sacrifice but you're fully alive in him And what happens is the fire of the Holy Spirit comes upon you by that yielding and that surrendering to ignite you with an energy and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. How amazing is that? This is the expression of worship. So when we come and worship God, we start with the goodness of who God is, not the difficulty of our day. So David had to command his soul to come back into alignment with the reality of who God is. And we are anointed to worship him in spirit by the power and the energy of the Holy Spirit and the truth of who he is. And it's not about how the music sounds. And it sounds good in this house. Real good. It's not about what somebody next to you is doing. It's about who you're beholding. And Paul tells us the one you behold is the one you become like. You get transformed by beholding him. Now you're in the spirit and he's in the spirit and he's showing you in his heart who he really is as the anointed resurrected king. That he holds everything together. He is the exalted king where all of heaven is bowing down and worship him. And then there's a reverence. There's a love that comes upon you. And you know that is the work of the Holy Spirit. Now you're worshiping now you're we you see praise gets you from the outer court to the glory now the worship now you've pushed past the flesh and you're in the spirit and now there's a transformation that is taking place and that is what's saying he's saying when you do that you're a surrendered yielded sacrifice in the presence of god he transforms you he ignites you he empowers you for service then from that he says transfer change the thinking don't change your thinking carnally, you can't. Yielded, yielded to the presence of God. Allow your mind to be reshaped to his mind. His your ways to be reshaped to his ways. And now you become a flow where you don't restrict anything of the Holy Spirit moving in you and through you. Are you there? And then he intervenes and he says, I've been given a grace to speak about a warning about pride. Pride. Pride is whenever I say the finished work of Jesus is not enough. Pride is when I say the finished work of Jesus is not enough. His love for me is not enough. Why is that important? Because we must find our identity in him, not in our service, not in our calling not in our anointing. That is too easy to cause us to stumble. Let me tell you something else. When Jesus had finished ministering to the crowd, he put his disciples in the boat and he pushed them offshore. And the one sure place he went was up the mountain to be with the Father. Why? Because even Jesus recognized the risk of the pull of humanity and pride to be exalted above God because of what's going on through him so important so important why? because we don't want to limit the Holy Spirit in any way we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit in any way and we don't want to put out his flame in any way then Paul tells us of the gifts I've run out of time If we decide I preach next week, then I can continue on. Otherwise I'll leave it and continue on another time. I don't want to overload you with this, and I really just wanted to exhort you and encourage you this morning to because I want to minister to this. I don't know, I don't know how you're feeling. Are you are you sensing anything going on inside of you? Is anything happening in you? Is there is there a chance that Perhaps we've come under the wrong spirit at times. Perhaps we've actually bought in to the anti-Christ, anti-anointing spirit, spirit of religion, and the spirit of man, intellect, that's denied the power of God in our life and the anointing we carry. Can the worship team just come up again? Thank you. Yeah. Do you want to do that now?
6: Actually, I just want to um, affirm the Word of God today because um, as I was praying this morning, I just had a real emphasis or just an impression of, of Jesus when he said to, to the disciples, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And then he said to them, you go then into the world and, um, and preach the gospel, make disciples of all nations. And then as i was praying i just found myself prophesying and declaring the spirit of the sovereign lord is upon you because he's anointed you you know i was just walking up and down and i was i was literally talking or prophesying to you as the people the spirit of the sovereign lord is upon you because he's anointed you to preach good news to the poor so i really believe this is a word from the lord um that he wants to pour out his spirit in us and we've we've tasted to some measure but we haven't seen the fullness of the spirit yet in the way that jesus experienced holy spirit Um, so i confirm the word that paul is bringing today and also i just wanted to these phones um as a demonstration i guess uh, the gifts of the holy spirit um One is words of knowledge, uh, prophecy, and as I was sitting there, Ben actually uh, sent me a message on my phone about a a word of knowledge that he has for somebody here today. So I'm going to, he's boldly sent it to me. I I didn't have a chance to talk to Paul, but I I gave it to Heather and she felt it's a word from the Lord. So um, this is what Ben said. Hi, Hi Dave, I feel that um, the below is a word for a couple at church today, and this is what he says: "I see you in the depth of the valley, surrounded by dry bones. I want you to know that I see you. I see what, what you're going through. I hear your cries of despair when you sit in your bed and when you sit alone in the dark room, and when you're sitting in your car. I do. I see you." I hear you. I know you. Your cries are not unanswered. Your prayers not falling on deaf ears. Lift up your eyes and see the light. The valley that you face, it's a valley. Lift your face and see the light that is coming over the hilltops because this is your light. Your bones are going to see flesh come on and they will walk with you through to the next valley. So out of the valley of despair, and you'll be brought into a valley of peace and tranquility, a valley of prosperity, which we just heard this morning. So I want you to be still and know that I see you. Okay, so whoever that applies to, there's a word of encouragement for you today.
2: Okay, it's it's my sense the Holy Spirit's been speaking to a number of you this morning and some of you at home as well there's such a tenderness here of God's goodness because he wants us to get this back into order so that we can live by the anointing and if you feel over the last while that perhaps you've either grieved or quenched the Holy Spirit or you've limited him in some way or the anointing you carry for the benefit of others. Just take a moment now just say Lord I heard something today that I wasn't aware of or it refreshed me refreshed my mind again. But Lord, I I just come to you again and just confess that I've been trying to do it in the flesh. I've been trying to do it all in my own effort. And I've limited you. And I've made myself, Lord, of my heart instead of you being, Lord, in my heart. Lord so I repent I turn back to the truth of the word of God this morning and I know your grace and your forgiveness towards me is always flowing in my direction but would you come back and walk with me closely I want to receive you just as you are in all of the measure that Christ experienced. I know I haven't lost the anointing. I know I haven't lost the calling. But I got off the path. But today, Lord, Holy Spirit, would you be a friend to me Just as you said Jesus would be. Would you walk with me so closely, so manifest that I know your touch, your leading, and your intimacies, even as the Father and the Son speak things to my heart? And thank you, Lord, for the anointing that you have given me that I will now learn to steward and to a place of increase out of intimacy with you Lord you've anointed me for good things you've anointed me in my home you've anointed me in my workplace you've anointed me in the church in our meetings to carry the divine energy to carry the divine ability of God on my life In a way, I can't do it any other way, but by believing that's true. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you've given us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. You are the Lord in the church, and we honor you. Even as we honor our Lord in heaven, the true king that will come again, that will wrap everything up. The one that sees it all, that knows it all, that has not changed from the beginning to the end. The one who was faithful and reliable is our sure hope, our rock, and our foundation. Thank you for an increase of the anointing this morning on everyone, either at home or in this meeting, to be powerful into every life situation. Jesus name they all said amen well we have taken a while (laughs) and uh, we're just going to worship so if you're at home and and you want to tune out we bless you have an amazing week until we meet again but for those of us that are here if you just want to take a moment to allow that anointing to worship God to be transformed, then I pray that you would stay. Otherwise, have an amazing anointed week in everything you do. Bless you.